Welcome to episode 5 of the Rails, Ales, and Old Towns Europe Travel Podcast. As the name of the podcast gives away, and anyone who knows me will attest, I love, or perhaps I'm borderline obsessed, with traveling Europe by train. So hopefully someone out there will give me a little credit for waiting all the way to episode 5 to cover this subject in detail. And to do so, I'm joined by someone who loves European rail travel just as much as I do, Todd Powell co-founder of Vacations by Rail, which is America's leading provider of train vacations. Todd and I have a wide-ranging discussion about all aspects of European rail travel and what makes it so special. If you've explored Europe by train in the past, hopefully it'll bring back a few good memories, and if you're yet to experience a European rail adventure, maybe it will inspire you to take one. If you're enjoying the podcast and you've got a spare moment, I would really appreciate it if you were to leave a review. And if you're on Instagram or Facebook, Please feel free to give me a follow at Rails Ales Old Towns, where I'll be sharing European travel tips and inspiration in between episodes. Without further ado, enjoy the episode, guys. What's the gap between the train and the platform? Let's welcome into the podcast the co-founder of Vacations by Rail and fellow rail travel lover, Todd Powell. Scott, thanks for having me. It is fantastic to be here. I, I love the theme of your show. Anytime there's rail in the name of a uh, of any show, I'm like, I got to be on that. And to, sit, to to be able to talk some trains in Europe with you is going to be is going to be a, a great way to spend a morning here. All right, all right. So where in the world are you right now? I'm in Chicago. I'm in okay. Chicago, and uh, it's a it's a railway hub of the United States. East and west long distance trains pass through Chicago Union Station, so it's a great place to be if you if you enjoy train travel. Oh, absolutely. I mean, outside of the East Coast, Chicago would easily probably be the most connected to rail in the states, right? Right, absolutely. Particularly for uh, for for cross country journeys. Okay. First and foremost, so like, how did we get here to this point? How did you like? Just how did you fall in love with rail travel in general? Yeah, so so uh, started in uh, started in college. I had uh, studied overseas in Italy. I was uh, studied in Rome, and uh, I had my Euro- European rail pass. It was my first trip over over to Europe, and and I wanted to validate my rail pass because I wanted to go snowboarding up in Switzerland, and nobody wanted to do it with me because they're like, no, we're saving our pass because we're going to be traveling in the summertime. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to go down to the station. I go to Termini Station, and I board my train. Uh, I have my my backpack and I, and I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty exciting being at the train station. And then the tipping point on that journey was I fall asleep. And when I wake up, the train comes blasting out of a tunnel. And there I am in the Swiss Alps with all this snow. And I look down in the valleys and there's this like little wisps of, of um, smoke from the chimneys of the, uh, of the chalets. And I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm super excited and I can't really contain myself. There's here I am in the Swiss Alps. And it was at that moment, I'm like, rail travel is the way to do it because it's the journey here. And to be able to go from 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 Italy and then be somewhere totally different and then wake up and then be in the mountains. It was just, uh, it was fantastic. And frankly, for me, it was a, it was really kind of a life-changing moment in how I wanted to travel. And then that's how it continues on for me because I, I graduated from college and my first job is uh, reading European timetables to um, travel agents who want to buy European rail passes for a company that was owned by the German railway. So 
Um, yeah. So then I, so then it just keeps going, you know, and, and it just becomes a part of like how I really love to travel. I'm really glad that story happened in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Europe, as you, as you are well aware is, is really, uh, is really kind of the, the epicenter of, of train travel when it comes to like city to city connections and efficiencies. I mean, it's, it's really the best way I think to see Europe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that, but that's, we'll get into that. I'm sure at some point, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, a pretty similar story actually. Um, on the first time I had gone to Europe, I had a Eurorail pass for like two weeks and was on a train from Berlin to Prague and had gotten on this train at like six in the morning. So um, was really tired from the night before and was had fallen asleep and then woke up and we were just trundling along in, in you know, this just really scenic area. And there definitely were little they weren't like chalets. This was like somewhere in between Czech Republic, Eastern Germany, but there's little smoke. I can remember the same exact kind of thing. Walked in through a stream by the train. And I just remember thinking like, this is what I came here for. And I, and I saw it and I'm still trying to recreate and triangulate where this was. And I've since fallen in love with this region. I think it might've been this area of Europe where it borders uh, of Germany, where it borders Czech Republic called the Erzgeberg. It's like the Ore Mountains. There's an area kind of okay. the, the river yeah. between Dresden and Prague as well, the Elbe River. It's possible it was in there, but I'm still I'm still looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's it really is it really is magical. In fact, I you know it really sort of breaks my heart when I hear these these uh, uh, these younger people who are having their first experiences in Europe and they're they're studying and they're like getting on these discounted airlines to fly from say you know Edinburgh over to some small airport in Italy so that they can go like tick off you know the Coliseum or whatever and I think wait a minute like in in my experiences I remember those things but what I really remember are those experiences that I had along the way you know, where I'm connecting with people and meeting people on the train and taking in the scenery and seeing how real, um, how, how people are, are living and working and, uh, and, and traveling around Europe, you know, the locals. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's so appealing about rail travel is that, you know, nowadays people, they want to have a local experience and it really doesn't get much more local than that right? From the train stations to being on the trains to sitting with the local people and connecting with the local people. I mean, it is, it is a hyper-local experience. And that's, that's the biggest buzzword going for the last yeah. eight, 10 years or so is local. Um, do you remember where that was? Do you have any, did you try to like, now you didn't have like smartphone or anything back then, but we, do you have any clue where that village was that you went past? It's, it's hard. To, it's, it's hard to say, you know, at that point, I probably had my, you know, I, 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 I really had no idea where I was, right? I, in, in fact, it could have been, the, it could have been like the Italian house for all I know at that point, right? But um, I was, it was, it, it really was, um, um, it, it's hard to say, because, you know, I, I came out of a tunnel, you don't have a GPS, you don't have anything. So you're just really, you know, I was just so excited to be looking out the window and seeing this that I couldn't really I know that it was somewhere between 
uh, I was on my way to, I had to change trains in a town called Spitz, which is, uh, uh, so I could get my way to Interlaken and then over to, over to Grindelwald. And so it was somewhere along that train route. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a super memorable experience. So you touched on it a little bit, like it's that connection with the people and things, but if you had to distill it down, what would you say your favorite part of rail travel over others, would you say? Okay, so so it is about the journey. So the overland experience is just really uh, fan, it's fantastic. But for me, I like this idea of like I'm doing something, but at the same time, I'm kind of not doing anything, right? I'm just really kind of enjoying the the moment. So it's like a, a almost like a slow travel, uh, a slow travel thing where you can you can really like take everything in, and you're not feeling uh, feeling rushed and and you can relax. And so what I really enjoy doing when I get on these trains is I love to have a cup of coffee and just look out the window. And then if I can connect with people as well, um, that's really it. So a lot of times it's in the, it's might be in like a cafe car or a restaurant car. So I'll, I'll, I will like, uh, I'll get my seat. Uh, I'll put my, my bag somewhere. And then I'll, then I'll usually walk over to the dining, dining car or cafe car and I'll have a coffee. I mean, I've spent like, I, I've spent like eight hours just standing up in the lounge, in the lounge car, like from Milan to Paris, just having a coffee, talking to people as they come on the train. And then maybe, maybe I'll switch over to, you know, a glass of wine at one point, but then I'll switch over back to another cup of coffee. That, that's what I really like about it. I really like the, the idea of being with, with, with local people and, and uh, connecting with people, but at the same time, just having that kind of slow travel experience. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. Like the, the cafe car, the dining car, whatever you want to call it, the buffet car. Yeah. If there's one on the train I'm on, I'm going like, there's no, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. There's just, I mean, I know it's so cliche and it's like someone's, gonna say like oh it's just like from the movies or whatever but like it is so romantic this oh my gosh and you know when you're actually just sitting there having a a schnitzel looking out looking at mountains you're just like how am i how did i get this lucky to be actually doing this no absolutely you know one of the things that i you know as a little tip to people who are traveling in 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 switzerland for example you know switzerland's a fantastic place to just like you know look out the window and take the train and they have a, a you can make reservations in their dining in their in their restaurant cars so what i do when i fly into if i fly and i land on a morning flight and i have to take the train out of out of uh, zurich what i'll do is i'll call up in advance and i'll make a reservation on the on the uh, in the train so that when i land I have a table waiting for me so I could grab breakfast on the train as I'm like going over to like, let's say up to like burn or then back down to interlocking or whatever. I have to meet a group or something. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So I think that's what they would call pro tip. Yeah. It's a pro tip right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty stellar. Yeah. On a recent journey uh, between Vienna and Graz. um, Yeah. We went into the, I was like, I told my wife, it's like, I'll go into the dining car. I'll scout it out, you know, cause it's always a bit nerve wracking because it, oh, yeah, they're yeah. not, there's not a ton of seats in there. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh no, they're all taken. They're all taken. Like, so I just had to wait some people out, but about a half hour later, they all got up. And then when you sit down, it's just still, it always works out. You always get a seat eventually. And it's always worth the wait. Oh yeah. 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 It's uh, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. So that is what I tell people, you know, that, that, you know, if you're going to, if you're doing a train trip and it has like, you know, 
the restaurant car, the dining car, the buffet car, you, you go there, you go there because that's, that's where kind of the action is. Right. I mean, you know, that's where a little bit of the action is that, you know, on this trip from Milan to, to, to Paris, it was, it was winter time. And, you know, along the way, people are coming off their ski holidays, right. And they're throwing their skis on there. And then they're like, then they're, then they're coming in there. And at some points it's packed with people having coffee or a glass of wine. And then all of a sudden it's empty. And then it's packed again. I mean, it's fun. It's fun stuff. You're not going to be able to do that on a bus. No, no, you're not. You're, you're, you're absolutely not. There's all these little things on a train too that I really fall in love. Like the doors, like the first right. time I saw those doors, you know, you just, they move without you touching. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually did. A, I actually did a, I did a little like uh, Instagram video where I'm like, okay, this is how this works you know, where you got to press the button to open it up. Cause you'll see a lot of people who've never been on one of these trains. They're like waiting for the doors to open. And then you got to like, you know, how you got to like press the button and then <laughs> for it to open. Oh yeah. It's, it's fun. Even when you're running late for a train, it's fun. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it is. It is fun. Yeah. It's almost like being in a movie. You know, or like, <laughs> yeah, or like the amazing race. That was what I always yeah. thought of. Oh, yeah. 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 Catching yeah. a train, getting on, hearing it, hear the whistle, and then oh, moving yeah. as you're putting your bag down. Maybe you're even sweating a little bit. But, oh, yeah. And then you're just like, wow, okay, now I'm here for six hours and I'm just going to look out the window. Right. Particularly if it's one of those trains where you know that, like, uh, you know, let's say it's a night train, right? An overnight train. I'm happy to hear that more night trains are coming back, you know, sleeping on the train. Cause for a while there, they kind of went away because of the high, because of, you know, high speed rail, the proliferation of high speed rail. So now there's some night trains coming back, but yeah, if it's one of those trains where you're running to, and you know that like, if you miss this one, it really is like, you know, going to be like quite a, quite a wait, possibly the next day. Whereas compared to, you know, there's some some stations where you're like, oh, if I miss this one, as long as I don't have a flight or anything on the other side or somewhere I really need to be, you know, there's going to be another one in an hour, which is fine because then I can just go have a coffee or something at the train station. Yeah, I like those things where you put your luggage. Oh, right yeah. when you get in, those things, you know, they're somehow they look like they're overloaded, but you always figure out a way to get your bag. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you figure out how to get through it. But I think that also brings up to like, you know, when you think about rail travel and people who are going over your like how do you pack you know what's the what's the what's the right way to do this you know because you know you are you are bringing your luggage with you so i think people want to be a uh you know they want to have a little bit of discretion i think they what you should do when you're packing for a rail trip and you're going to be dry is like like put your stuff out there what you're going to pack and then be honest with yourself Am I really going to wear that, right? Or am I really just going to kind of recycle things? So, um, because if you can pack a little lighter, you know, I would I would recommend people pack a uh, pack a bit lighter for for that reason, right? You never know, right? You 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 you're gonna it is a bit of a puzzle sometimes. You're gonna fit your luggage in there, but you know, if you have a little smaller piece, it might be a a little bit better. And this all starts in the station. So I was going to ask you yeah. if you had any favorite stations or what you liked about. Uh, European train stations, or, you know, for some reason you're not a fan, let me know, but I have a feeling. No, you're not, so. <laughs> no, no. So, so I, 
that's the other part that I think is like the hyper local experience of European rail travel is that these train stations are really the epicenter of all the activity, right? And you have these grand stations and you have small stations clearly as well, but there's, you know, usually great, uh, like, like little cafes or, you know, storage, you can pick up some like some snacks for the train ride and there's bake, there's bakeries and there's all these things happening in train stations. So, so I, you know, if people are traveling to, to, to Europe, they shouldn't just look at like, okay, I have to go board my train. I go find my way on the train. They should show up these train stations a little early and explore. They're wonderful. You know, whether it's like King's Cross, for example, or, you know, or if you're in like Germany, like Berlin, we talked about Berlin. I mean, Berlin, you know, when you're on the Aspen and you have like all these stations that are just like, just along the, you can go like the Friedrichstrasse Bahnhof or the Hauptbahnhof or, or like the, the zoo station, right? You, I mean, you have, a, you could, you could actually stop at each of those and like explore for a little bit if you wanted oh, yeah. to and see how, and, and so, you know, I, you know, if you're, in, if you're in like Milan, you know, go find your way to like, I, I found this little cafe in the basement of, uh, uh, it seemed like it was in the basement on one of the lower levels of the train station. And, uh, you know, it's all the Italians in there like fighting to get their espressos, you know, their little cat, their coffee right at the counter. You know, I'm trying to wake, wave my, uh, you know, maneuver my way in there. And so, but that's all part of the experience. And if you just like say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, my train's at this time. So I got to get there, you know, um, you know, let's say a half hour in advance, just, so you, you know, if you're your first time at a station, you're trying to figure it out. Um, but I spent some time, you know, the, you, you can get there early, find a locker, lock up your stuff, explore around the station. If it's a big grand station and, and, uh, have something to eat and then get on your train and go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's the restaurants, there's bars, there's, yeah. There's all kinds of, of fun things in these stations that but it's just like, as soon as you walk in those doors, the energy that just takes oh, yeah. over. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like the Zurich hop on, uh, hop and hop, that's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's the busiest train station in Europe, if not the world, I forget how many trains are leaving there per day. So if you're looking out that, like, if you go and kind of view, there's this one bridge, uh, that goes over the track. So you can just kind of see all the action that's happening in there. But when you walk into the station as well, there's like, you know, it's, it's it has a couple of layers as you, if, you know, I'm sure you've been there. So then, you know, you can go down to like the, um, a couple of escalators down and there's stores and cafes there and shops. And then you, um, and then in the, depending on the time of year, they might have like an, like an event, like they had like this kind of winter market inside the station. So there's a there's a lot of activity in these stations, and they're they're definitely worth exploration. Yeah, Zurich you, down below feels like a luxury mall. <laughs> right, absolutely. And I think then, you're exactly right. Yeah, we the last time I was there was in December, and so yeah, okay. downstairs you had that, and then upstairs you had the Christmas market. Milan is something else. That place. Yeah, yeah, it's Fantastic. an architect architectural wonder and just a, a buzz. Yeah, we found a place last December as you're coming in from the street it was yeah. on the ground level to your left over okay my, maybe it was the same place maybe yeah, the same just, place we just sat there we waited about a half hour for our train and just watched life at this place oh, yeah. and it's just it, it's uh, the that's a whole nother episode uh Italy and it's espresso and coffee culture that's all <laughs> yeah yeah clued me in on that one <laughs> <laughs>
The um, so we'll, we'll we'll put it down as Milan's one of your favorite stations. You'd say, I you know I think Italian train stations just generally are fun because the I, I love hearing the announcements on the yeah. you know in Italian and um and like I said I love coffee so anytime I can go into like one of the coffee bars and have like a Cornetto and like a coffee and people watch so I think in terms of favorite train stations any um. You know, Termini is kind of gets a little crazy in Rome, but I um, I would put that on there just because I've been there, you know, passed through there so many times. I have some really warm memories, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I like, you know, believe it or not, I like I like um, I like Berlin's um, those stations along the along the along the, the S-Bahn routes there because there's just there there's always like these these there's like each of these stations has something special like there's a little currywurst place uh right on the lower level of the of the friedrichstrasse bahnhof so whenever i'm there you know i go and i have a i have like a little currywurst and and you know and and uh and frites so is there any funny story or like great memory that goes with this currywurst the first time you had it and now you keep going back. It's it's there, right? And I think I think part of it is like it just became a. It's you know we would just it's one of those you know it's a stand where you just kind of you get it and you stand up. You know how it is like in in, yeah. in a lot of these places where there's no seating. It's just like a little steel counter or something like that. And you would you would order it and you, and I I just it's just a great it's just a great place right by the train station and people come in there and then you can you can chat with people because you're just kind of like kind of like elbow to elbow with them eating it and it just became a routine there's a great travel uh trade show that I'm sure you're familiar with called ITB in Berlin and so I would always stay over by there right the the the, the Friedrichstrasse Bahnhof because it was an easy connection and then it was just there and it was just you know and it was just good so that was it, you know, so it's, a, it's just, a, it's, it's one of those places you, you look, you look back on and you say, well, I'm going to go there. Like when I have to go back there, I'm going to stop there. Cause you know, it's yeah. just something you look forward to. Yeah. Whenever I'm passing through Munich, I have to grab a, one of those uh, pretzels from that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's, there's a chain with a red logo. Um, I'm actually not going to try, but I, I, it, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's in all the about. stations and it's probably not the best, but it's nice. Right. It's quick. It's convenient. And it's good. And then also with Munich, the first time I ever had tuna on a pizza, I had oh. it at a little stand on the outside of the station. And now anytime yeah. I'm back there, I, I always sniff around that little pizza and they're still selling tuna fish and onion pizza. And, and it reminds me of the good old times. Cause it was, I think it was like after an Oktoberfest once. And well, I think that's it. I think like I think when you bring up Munich, when I pass through there, I'm usually uh, for me, it's like, OK, I'm having a bratwurst because I remember one time the first time I had like, you know, I there was like a little bratwurst stand was actually between two tracks at one point. You know, I remember and I could just walk there. It was just like, you know how they have the stands between you have the tracks, but they still can seem to put like a little coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I think each of these stations could have its own own like what should i have to eat or drink at this particular station but that would be a uh, you know a nice website project for someone just give me all oh, the yeah, stations yeah. all the food all the drink right right like i mean it's impossible i know to really hammer right. down but one particular journey between a and b that you'd say is one of your favorites or that you would say how about this that you would recommend to someone go for if you could go on one journey go on this one 
if someone wants to have just fabulous rail experience with, and scenery, you, you, you're never going to miss out. If, uh, you're, you're never going to miss the mark if, if you go to Switzerland, right? So the Bernina Express, for example, um, it's a great journey. It's just, it's a spectacular journey, like one of the best in the world. And it'll take you, you know, from Switzerland down into Italy. So that's a, that's a fabulous journey. Yeah, it's almost like any journey in Switzerland, even if they say, well, it's not one of their panorama trains, it's, I, I mean, it, they're still spectacular, you know? I mean, the, and, and the trains run, they're, they're efficient, and you usually are, have, like, the, the restaurant car, and um, the scenery is going to be spectacular. The way Switzerland is, you know, you can really, you know, if you're, you're going to go from, like, where people are speaking French to Italian to German. So it really is a great place for people to say, you know what, I want to just try, see what, see what rail travels uh, all about and have some spectacular journeys. It's Switzerland's a, 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 a not miss. It's peak, peak European travel, <laughs> peak yeah. European yeah. rail travel. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and the way everything connects there is so, um, it's 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 like the the train arrives and the bus is waiting, you know, or it's somehow it's connecting over to the boat that's going to take you to the next train. And so it's um, yeah, it's a great it's a great way to do it. I think that's why you know when 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 it our when we look at vacations by rail and the tours that we offer, Switzerland is a uh, is really such a popular destination for people who want to like who want to go experience European rail at kind of its the best in terms of infrastructure, I think, in terms of infrastructure and scenery and efficiency, and um, and then throw on some Swiss chocolate. The uh, my story, like you had briefly touched on, how like it's coordinated, everything is coordinated, and starts on the trains to the buses to the ferries. To I remember the first time I ever went to Switzerland, it was um, I was coming from Prague. I had caught an early morning train from Prague to uh, Munich, switched, caught a train from Munich to probably Zurich, um, then caught a train in, in Zurich, headed towards Interlaken Way, made yeah. it to Interlaken, was on top of the world, but they had explained to me that there's going to be a bus, You're gonna have to, there's going to be a bus waiting for you at the one train station, it's going to take you to the next train station, and it'll make a connection, no problem. And I just remember thinking, this isn't going to happen, this is, right. sure enough, Sure enough, they were waiting. They knew everybody was coming. They're waiting for you. And that was a, and it rolled into interlocking at like, you know, midnight on a weekday yeah. in November. And they yeah. were still just making sure we got there. So kudos to the Swiss. They, they don't mess around with uh, connections and things. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's for sure. I mean, it all, it all were, it all, it all fits together. So, so well, in fact, in fact, I remember, you know, uh, with some of my, uh, my Swiss uh, friends and 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 colleagues that I know through the industry, we were we were there. And one one of the uh, I remember I had to take I was down over by Stadt or something like that, and I had to catch uh, you know however many hour train like I don't know two and a half hour train up to Zurich to catch my train. And and she she was like, look, you know you better get there. You know, you better build in some time. I mean the, the 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 trains are starting to you know they've been starting to run a little bit. Uh, late, you know, sometimes like 13 minutes. And I'm like, 
Oh man, I'll take 13 minutes all day long, right? I mean, I, I, it's always a crapshoot if the train that's going to take me to the city from Chicago is going to be on time, you know? So, so yeah, that, that I'm thinking, yeah, that's uh, it just doesn't happen there. When it, when the train's going to arrive, it's going to arrive. Oh, and it's also coordinated to the uh, like funiculars. Forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Switzerland. That's the place. So with the vacations by rail, so how did, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but how, you know, did it come about and take us a little bit on the journey there? Yeah. So, so through my career, I've been in and out of the, the travel industry. I've done a number of different things. And during the dot-com days, I had um, drafted business plans. And then I actually put together a plan for a business that was kind of like, it was, it was a rail-based travel business because I had the experience when I worked in um, uh, the travel industry right out of college. And then I kind of tabled it. And then I had an opportunity. I was uh, went back in the travel industry. I was working for a company that was uh, operating uh, Amtrak packages. And that business, uh, it ended up not being successful. And so I had this business plan. I had a business partner and I said, hey, I've got this business plan. You're not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Let's launch this business. And so seriously, within like a couple of weeks, we launched a website and he and we turned on the marketing campaigns and the phone rang within 45 minutes, 45 minutes. The first day we received four calls and the next day we received 16 calls. Now we were focusing on uh, on U.S. product at the time, uh, Amtrak packages primarily um, and we, as much as we both had the European experiences, we wanted to do Europe, but Europe is just, it's a, it's definitely a harder business to, to get into. Europe is much more competitive than the domestic Amtrak product at the time. And so that's how we started the business and we soft launched it and then we started to grow it and we started to move into selling trips to, to, uh, into Canada and we we're doing escorted tours. And then we, started to offer some European product. We Then we opened up an office in the UK um, uh, for, for a bit. That's how we came across Gray Rail Journeys for the first time. We were selling some of their product. And then, and then ultimately, um, as the business continued to grow, Great Rail Journeys um, acquired vacations by rail. And it was such a natural fit because um, at the time, we had a limited number of European products. And Great Rail Journeys are based in the UK in York, and they have they have hundreds of packages all over Europe. And so now we have as the as the business Vacations by Rail and its parent company Great Rail Journeys, we have over four hundred packages, uh, rail packages around the world, escorted and independent. Huge um, product line in Europe, covering all of Europe and and its and its various railways. So really it made a ton of sense for the two businesses to come together. And, and it really has just been uh, an incredible, incredible journey. Right. So um, am I right in thinking that then you vacations by rail had the, the North American products kind of went in with the missing piece, maybe for great rail journeys in a way. Right. Exactly. And the, and the distribution because the distribution, um, so they didn't have a big presence in the United States in terms of reaching the U.S. traveler. And um, we were the leader in the U.S. Uh, for rail vacations, offering both the escort and independent. And so they were able to bring their fantastic product to our uh, to 
distribution in the United States. Um, and, and it's been a, it's been a huge, it's been a, it's been a huge success because we went from having just like basically Switzerland and, you know, some Italian, uh, product to covering all of Europe, you know, from everything from, you know, uh, you know, the UK and Scotland to Northern lights in, uh, you know, in Scandinavia, um, you know, Italy with, you know, uh, just a, a, a huge array of packages in Italy, um, you know, Spain, everywhere. So so we're able to cover all that, plus, you know, the rest of the world, Japan or Australia or wherever. And so um, so really, we 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 cover the globe with product and you have people that are that love rail travel, that love delivering high quality product and uh and customer service to people that want to experience the world like this what's the gap between the train and the platform so obviously you've been you've been around europe but if you could go to three places right now what would your dream europe trip look like right now so thinking about this i mean it's such a hard question because um there's just there's just something wonderful about any place that you go. And, you know, I, I think, well, you know, I love Italy and I just like, you know, th there's so much there. You could, you could just land, take a train, experience the Italian culture, which is phenomenal. I, you know, Germany spectacular and, and France. I mean, it, I could go on and on, but the one th place I think I would go right now, and it is somewhere I have not been and I want to go is I want to go to Scandinavia. I want to do Norway and I want to do like the Bergen line and the Flam. And, and uh, I think there's an overnight train from Oslo to Trondheim to go up and do the Northern lights. That is, I think where if you said right now you could go and you have the time to do it, I would go there um, because I haven't been there. And everyone I talked to says it's just spectacular. And, and so, and if you can tie that into the Northern lights, like I've seen the Northern lights up and I take, I've taken the train from, uh, in, in Canada, um, from, uh, from Winnipeg up to Churchill, it's a two night train. And then you get up there and you're, um, you know, just sub Arctic circle and you can go there to see the Northern lights and Northern lights are spectacular. It's just, a it's an amazing way. Like, it's like the world, it's like the pulse of the universe, right? I mean, it's just like pulsing through the sky. So if you can tie that in with, with some rail travel up to the Arctic circle in Scandinavia, it just sounds incredible. Yeah. Well, you've seen the Canadian Northern Lights. These are the Norwegian Northern Lights. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We're talking <laughs> so, a whole different thing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that's definitely on the, uh, that's, okay, so there's your first uh, one. So you, you you've you've hit Bergen, you've taken the Flam Railway around Norway, yeah. which is one of the most scenic in Europe, and you've gone up north to the Northern Lights. So then, where's your next stop? The next the next stop, I think, is this is just from a train experience because I've not done it, and it just would be wonderful. Would be the the Venice Simplon Orient Express, like the train, the luxury train, you know, and and doing that because. That is a iconic journey and it's uh, one night on the train, you know, I'd pick it up. Um, you could pick it up in Paris and you then take it down, you take it to Venice. So that would be, uh, that would be one that I would, that I would, I would put on the list from a rail journey experience, just kind of like a, for my kind of like bucket list, but taking out the luxury side, there's a new train 
that just started up. I think it's just called like European sleeper train. I don't know if you're familiar with this, right? And they go yes. from Amsterdam to, I think it's Amsterdam to Berlin. And I'd probably do that because it's a new experience and I'd fly into Amsterdam and I take it over to Berlin. I love, I love Germany. I love Berlin. It's an amazing city. So that would be a great, uh, a great thing to do. Tie those, tie those together. All right. All right. So that's your dream trip. They all sound sensational, but yeah, this Renaissance of the rail of the your overnight trains has been, you know, talked about yeah. a lot over the last few years, but it definitely does seem like it is legit with that European sleeper. So and there's another brand coming soon called midnight trains. Really? Okay. That, that sounds interesting. They're going to try to be more like a bit of a um, kind of stylish nightlife on wheels kind of thing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. I, I, I think the other one I would put on the list here, though, is because I haven't spent enough time there and have done the trains. Like I, I did the Royal Scotsman years ago um, through the Highlands, but it's a, it would be a different experience. I'd like to do... Um, I'd actually like to just go you know, vacations by rail and gray rail journeys. We have this uh, Edinburgh Highlands and the Islands trip that includes like the Jacobite train, the Kyle line, the West Highlands. And I would like to do that because those are some routes I haven't done. And as you, as you probably are well aware and have been like, you know, Scotland's like magical and, you know, I, I need to spend more time exploring that area. I've passed through a few times and um, it just, it, it's such a popular trip for our customers and for me to get on there so that I could really, you know, talk to, talk to our travelers and, um, and hear what they have to say about it because the feedback's always great. And it's just one of the places that I have not been able to, to get to in, in the most meaningful way. All right. Well, yeah, those are definitely some, definitely some great, uh, some great destinations there. That trip, uh, that would be sensational for sure. I guess we'll leave it there. Um, so Todd, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate yes, it. Yes, yeah, guys, it's it's been great. I, I could I could talk rail travel all day, really. I mean, there's just so much to it, and I think you know that people are really going to get a lot out of uh, uh, out of listening to you and, and your and your love of rail travel because. It is the, it frankly is the best way to go and see Europe.